Welcome to the ITSM Professionals Podcast, an ITSMF UK production. You're listening to episode number one, brought to you from the rather noisy floor of SIT16, the leading event for service desk and IT support professionals. This podcast features invited guests Barkley Ray, James Finister, Pat Bolger, Stephen Mann, Gatecrasher Chris Matchett, sorry about swearing, and future host and spiffy dresser Ollie O'Donoghue. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to SITS 2016. Um, we have some of the old fogies here from the old, uh, I think we call it classic. Is it classic? It podcast? was classic. I, I believe it's actually antique. Antique, no. I think that isn't that like Heritage. over 20 years. It's not been going that long, surely. Um, so we have Barkley Ray, Stephen Mann, James Finister, Patrick Bolger, and Ollie. O'Donoghue. O'Donoghue, that's right. I said it earlier and then I thought, is it O'Donovan? No, it's not. It's a good job we had Rebecca here, if you mind, just for our names. I'm trying to keep it quick, James. And your name is? Yeah, so Ollie's the young fogey. Yeah. I'm feeling under pressure, surrounded by you guys. Don't feel under pressure, just be yourself. Just let, you know, go with the flow. And feel free to interrupt at any point because these lot will just go on forever. We have a rigid plan and a strategy to the, oh, so. the thing to remember is, is as soon as you start making sense, you're out, basically. Good. So, yeah. anyway, what do we think of the show so far? Do we think there's the same numbers as previous years? Patrick, you, you, you're you um, one of the biggest stands, so... It was, we were manic this morning. Yeah. Manic. And then all of a sudden around lunchtime it kind of died down. And I thought this afternoon it was pretty quiet, and then... I was around the side of my, my stand and then came to look as it was happening in the presentation and it was rammed again. So I don't know. It's, it's always really, really hard to tell until you actually get your numbers back and then, then you know what it's like. Some days when it feels quiet and you get higher numbers, other days when it looks busy. Don't know. But it seems, it seems quiet. It's, to me, it just feels as if there's slightly less exhibitors, but there's more big, st- more big stands yeah. you know, and more yeah. kind of high profile stands. Um, we're just talking about, you know, things like, I mean, the SDI stand looks great. Alemba stand looks magnificent. I think they, win, they, win, the, they win the prize, don't they? The you were only saying that because they gave you free beer. Yeah, yeah. Beer. Exactly. exactly right. Is this beer from them? Fantastic. They gave us Thank the you, beer. Thank you, so Very good. Very good. Hornbow, where's the beer? Mm. I don't know. Jelly beans. Nah, you're letting the side down. <laughs> Sorry? Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Jelly beans, Jelly beans yeah. So, 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 numbers down slightly are degree. Um, what about, I'm seeing less suits than I think yeah. I've seen in previous years. Yeah. What, I mean, are, whether that's just real or more casual because it's high summer. I, I, less I, I think it's temperature related. I do think you've got to be foolish to walk around here in a jacket. But even more foolish with a tie. <laughs> and then super foolish if it's you've got a waistcoat as well. It's even got a tie here. I've got, I've got a full, full suit. I, I, younger generation. I, I have to say, uh, the youngerish generation also ran Ian Aitchison today. He was also wearing a full three-piece suit. So, but I don't uh, think you ever see. I think Ian Aitchison goes to bed in a three-piece <laughs> yeah. suite suit. How do you know that? <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> like You're guessing. Go. Okay. Yeah. I know for sure. But that's no, another story. <laughs> so, so maybe that's decision makers here, or maybe it's just cool weather. Um, Anything from any of the stands that stood out in terms of innovation or product-wise? Can I do a mean one? Yeah, sure. As is my gift. I'm noticing far more, I think the polite word is baloney, catchphrases or marketing slogans 
I'm not going to name any because I need to work for a living. But <laughs> I couldn't help think that there were loads of people who were such and such service management, and not enterprise service management, but they were they were trying to create their own niche. niche. What do you possibly mean? I'm not going to say any names, but uh, I noticed that, and it, and it worried me somewhat because I. Well, A, I don't think it works, because I don't think people are daft enough to, to go for something like, let's say, sausage service management, just so as not to offend anyone. How about uh, service management? And I also think that people are probably going to want IT service management. So to, so to distill it down into something so you appear different, you know, you're, 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 you're creating your uh, uniqueness by something that isn't really there. Uh, is that suggesting then that IT service management vendors have got little to say about it? I just think it's a disease of the marketing department. Yeah. I, I think that the pressure is on them to differentiate and unfortunately... Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a ghost of <laughs> podcast past. <laughs> uh, Mark Remote. Don't edit that out. The bastards used to do this to me all the time when I was the host. Stop tapping the table. <laughs> we've, we've grown up now. We were on a very serious point. I can't remember what it is. It was about it was about marketing coming up with strange terms to help sell products and service, I think which I, mean, I, I can't believe works. Well, well, I, I, I heard, productive. I, I, yeah. I'm aware of a well-known vendor who we all know. Where customers are getting lowered because the IT service management aspect of that solution no longer seems to be key to them as an organisation. And, and you want to buy an IT service management solution at the end of the day. Not, not an enterprise. The thing that at a service destination support challenge is rather important. Yeah. One, well, one of the people I was talking to today came up and said to me, What do you do with big data? Mike, so what have you been told by other vendors that are big data? And he said, well, actually, come to think about it, he said it was just a search he ran, but he mentioned big data. I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's still yeah, a lot of this stuff where we get one thing set against the other, one thing's dead, yeah. and ITIL versus, yeah. or ITSM versus, or, you know, and it, it's meaningless. It, I, I, I have to say, in terms of meaningless catchphrases, I've seen less evidence of Siam last year than last year. Every stand last year seemed to have a reference to Siam on it. Not really it's still about, it's still about, I've got a few, I've got science. Plenty of DevOps, plenty of DevOps. To be expected. Yeah. Yeah. Any idea? No, there's plenty of that. I've seen a lot, lot of vendors actually showing what they do, um, but it doesn't necessarily translate as DevOps. I, I, I did a thing, a, a TV interview earlier with a guy who was doing the interviews. He obviously, he's not part of the industry. So he said he'd been asking people questions about DevOps all day, and he said, I still don't know what it is. <laughs> it was like, what's, what's your version of it? And I said, and I could see him looking kind of glazed as I explained what my interpretation of it was. Um, but you know, that I suppose that's part of the problem for practitioners at the moment is there's so much of this other stuff all around. And it's, you know, it's, it's not that any of it's necessarily bad or wrong, but there's so many of these things that people can do and that they should be doing and they should be thinking about it, and the other one's dead and buried. And it's just, you know, it's a bit Well, it does it not suggest confusing. a lack of innovation in IT service management if we're having to rely on the latest types and buzzwords. And, 
Because I don't think it's got worse. It's got worse over the years, I think, has it? Or I, I, don't, I don't think it's a lack of innovation. I, I just, I, I genuinely think it's a marketing pressure right. to be different. That you have to be different to succeed, which which I don't believe. But if I, everyone's I, talking DevOps and everyone's talking bloody science, then you're not different. Well, I, I think it comes back, and maybe being Ollie in here particularly, you know, I still think that we're not giving the service desk attention we really should be. This, no. this should be a really exciting time yeah. for the service desk industry. We're seeing it being repurposed as there's more self-service, yeah. which gives the service desk more of an opportunity to be integral to the business. But I'm not seeing the vendors picking up on that theme, particularly. Yeah, it's one of the things I talked about today in my session, is, is the changing face of the service desk and how it's becoming. I, I kept, do you know, one day I'm going to find out who first came up with the idea of the concierge of IT. It's, it's the lost and found. That was part. I'm was sure that was part. <laughs> yeah. someone, someone came up with it, That's and great. I've been using it. Come on, I was three then. <laughs> The gatekeeper or the... the Gate, gatekeeper's one I've heard before. The concierge, yeah. I, I can't attribute it to me, so I'm probably just going to keep it for myself. It's uh, it forward and no, I, I, I believe the best term is it's the window into IT. Window into IT or That's front door into IT. No, window. Window. You can't look through a front door unless... All the way around, it's the window into the business. Yeah. Yes, even better. Mm. Yeah. Even better. But I'm not seeing the oh. vendors respond to this. No, they, some, 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 well, of, the, they some of them are. That uh, some of them I know are. one in particular that I'm not going to name. Who will? This is a not useful podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, if anybody wants I've, to know what to do, what don't listen to this podcast. I've grown out of naming and shaming. <laughs> anyway, it's a good thing, but you know they're making a play for customer experience. You know, their, their, their marketing messaging will be around that. Uh, and then that will probably mean other vendors will start doing it as well, which is which is I, I, what, I what happens. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, the, 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 there's, a, there's a link that you can't get away from between consumerization and then customer experience and then enterprise service management. The, the three of them are linked, and, and most vendors aren't doing that. They, you know, they might be talking ESM. They might have talked about consumerization, they might now be talking about enterprise service management, but they can't see or they're not happy to talk to the fact that consumerization is actually driven by the expectations that you might expect from customer Which experience. Which is exactly the point you made today, Ollie. That's exactly it, the point you were made, who's saying employees coming into your company and the expectation, how will we have an expectation of technology from a consumer perspective and from their academic experience of using that technology? I think the, uh, the, biggest, the biggest trend in, in that respect is that these individuals moving from organisation to organisation are more frequently than perhaps they were. Because they're experiencing service and support organisations in greater depth. So if they come across one that delivers a particularly efficient, say, self-service portal, that expectation is carried forward to your organisation. They expect the same service from you. Which if you come to my session tomorrow, actually you came to my session yesterday. So I'm not seeing you tomorrow. I've done it. Confused. But that's the point I'm making. It's the point I'm making is it's all about consumer technology is setting a level of expectation of what we expect and how easily we expect to interact, communicate, share knowledge, all of that type of thing. And actually, we're not leveraging that in IT. And, and, and potentially, there's a major bottom line influence on this. But I could imagine some people of a younger generation actually changing jobs yeah. because they're so unhappy with the way technology is provided. Yeah. I, think they, I think they do. 
I, I mean, we do it in our personal lives, don't we? That uh, you know, whether it be uh, a mobile phone service provider and you, you you flip from them to somebody else, not because of the quality of the service or the price, it's because of the the level or lack of customer service. Yeah. Or you move, you change utility providers. I've just done that, and you know, it might have been a bit on price. You know, I did the you know the, the online check, but I really wanted to leave them because their self service was awful. It was a case of click here to download your bill. Oh no, that bill has been archived. Hold on a minute, it's only two weeks old. And you basically fill out a form. You're sending an email to them for them to then email you the PDF. And you think, that's not self-service. No, I, could, I could have done that 20 years ago. So I think we are becoming, whether we're, whether we're customer service and self-service snobs, I don't know, but we have those expectations and when they are met, we are prepared to do something about it. Do we, do we think that the? I mean, because for me, there's this constant challenge as to what ITSM is if it still exists as a tangent. I mean, there's obviously as an industry there are vendors that are there is a marketplace, but there's this constant challenge of actually it doesn't. There's no such thing anymore. It it it's a, it's a you know it, it, there's different areas that get, you can get involved in in terms of IT operations. Or, or business delivery and, and all the kind of agile stuff and so on. And lines are so blurred now between what was traditionally quite a well-defined um, different market. Um, how how do we think that's going to roll out the next few years for this kind of show and this kind of market? And are we still going to have this kind of thing taking place? Because if the numbers aren't constantly going down and down, you know, every so often, then people will stop spending the same amount of money on the stands, and you know, it, it, it will change again. I mean, what, you've, got, you've got to look at the industry where we're still talking about the churn rate for tools of three to four years in most organisations. It's, it's actually short name, so it used to be five to seven, and now we're saying three to four. It's yeah. actually more like two to three because now you're looking at SaaS contracts in a lot of cases, and it's easier to move as well. And it's easier yeah. to move. And actually, what you're now starting to find is vendors basically not locking people into contracts. Yeah. Uh, and that, to me, will be a bit of a revolution within this space, because basically, you signed up for something and you got it for three years, or five years, whatever the case may be, you're stuck with it, you're tied into that contract anyway. But if all of a sudden, you can go, actually, sod that, I'm going to leave, and there's no penalty in doing that. The vendors have to get their stuff together in terms of the service that they provide, because otherwise yeah. the customers won't stay with them. And that, to me, was one of the best things that happened for service desk, the, the service desk consumers. So I think that's what we still see the churn, still see people making buying decisions. I think you can't overemphasize the importance of a show for putting punters in front of vendors. Yeah. The issue I think we do have, it goes back perhaps to Stephen's point, I was, I was talking to, as I always do, Stuart Vance and I picked out a random visitor to interrogate. And, and you know, we, we were still getting... Are they in a ditch now? <laughs> we were still getting the basic message, you walk into the show and it's overwhelming. How, how do you make a decision about which vendors to talk to? What questions do you ask? Yeah, I still think we, we need something to make that process of a show 
more useful track type of visitor. Actually, I think there's so few tweeted Stephen Singh today asked the vendor what innovative thing. Yeah, so three innovative yeah. things three that innovative have been introduced in the last that's year. That's a really good thing to do. Because the salesperson probably wouldn't know. That's a really and good thing to do. that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And there is, obviously, with a show like this, it's understandable. Maybe not excusable, but understandable. But you do want to go and talk to somebody and stand who knows what they're talking about. And some stands have always been better about that. Well, I mean, in terms of answering my earlier question, I mean, I hear what you're saying about the churn and so on, and that's absolutely right. But, for example, I mean, I know that Pat and Hornbill have, have gone down a slightly different track with the product. And I'm kind of anticipating that others will do similar kinds of things. So my question is more really about the relevance or validity of talking about ITSM as an industry. Well, uh, uh, again, know. let's remember, it is still a big industry. Yeah, yeah. We're talking Two big money. Two billion. Um, yeah. that, because vendors move into other areas doesn't mean that specialised community goes late. Maybe it means we see another show as well, which is a much more generic, service-y there is, a, there is a service management show, isn't there? Is that, I don't know whether we've missed no, it or whether it's next week. service management tends to be more field. Yeah, I, I yeah. went to it one I've year and just had a look. It's more yeah. service yeah. Is it at the XL? Uh, yeah, it, it's always been up in Birmingham, that it used one. To be oh, Birmingham, yeah. uh, and it was yeah. much more about, you know, handheld the guys out in the field. And again, as I, as I said earlier, I think some vendors actually run the risk of moving too far away from that core market. I, I agree. But this is not a new market. I mean, as a matter of fact, we were looking for some content for enterprise service management a little while ago. And do you know what? I pulled a brochure out of my drawer from 2003. And I, I kid you not, which basically had all the financial, flight, this, that, the other. It's not a new concept. Yeah. It's just oh, no, basically, no. it's just a way of certain vendors thinking, we need to expand our market. We've you know, got a reasonable amount of market share. We need to expand our market to other areas. And it's pretty bad if the market get, get led by stuff like that. But the thing with enterprise service management is, well, for me at least, it's, it's becoming popular because A, someone's been able to explain it, B, someone's been able to market it, and C, someone's been able to sell it. Yeah. Whereas before, and you'll know this from, from, from being close to your customers, you might do it because the customer saw an opportunity That's to use happened. the ITSM yeah. tool for That's HR. So you did yeah. it, and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah, we can do yeah, that, rather than actively going up. Yeah. But you need to change your... Sales collateral, your marketing yeah. collateral, well, your sales that. approach. You to, this was a challenge we had back in 2003 when we were doing this. We took a long, hard look at this and thought, actually, this is probably a good market for us to be in. And then we looked at it and we thought, well, actually, who are we selling to? We sell to HR people, some of these people. And actually, if we are, what do we know about them? You're do not, we have information about them? Um, what we thought was, actually, we won't do that. What we'll do is we'll market to IT people and say, you can do this other stuff. Yeah. Now, are the other vendors now marketing to HR and facilities? No. Depends if they can afford it. You I know. think I, 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 the big guys do, but yeah. But in, in the main, the sales are done through IT. Yeah, but I think it, so. it goes in, and and in many ways, and this comes back to uh, some of the stuff we were talking earlier on, that HR facilities, legal, whoever can see IT self-service capability. Yeah, and they'll say, yeah, can you do that for us? And then once you start that, you can then say, well, yeah, self-service is great, but you need workflow and automation. Yeah. And you know, you can you can you can start to hook them in. And I, and I think 
you know, as well as that, you know, that A, B and C that I just did, just the, the growth in the use of self-service and service catalogues has enabled what was not necessarily an IT concept anyway, but it sort of started in the organisation in IT, and then, you know, why wouldn't you do it for HR or facilities yeah. or, or whoever? Well, but, 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 you don't want to go somewhere else for your stuff. But, but the other issue with this is that it isn't a greenfield industry. There are people out there selling solutions to those spaces already. But maybe, maybe this is where be, and I hate to use the word cyan, but again, some of the vendors offering a service integration layer might come into play. So we integrate the, the existing HR system with the IT system to give the customer one view, but underneath it, we still talk about specialist yeah, products. Yeah. I mean, the example I normally use is, say, a, a traditional HR system. It probably doesn't, well, it might have self-service, which is pretty ropey. It probably doesn't have the workflow and automation that we expect from an IT service management point of view. So, so while someone might have invested in what is really a great big HR managed data repository, it's not really doing more than holding our payroll details, our training details, our annual leave. You know, it, it's, not, it's not something that helps. I have to say in the past it was harder to do these things, but now it's much, much easier to actually have things like onboarding and offboarding with employees actually integrated across multiple different disciplines. Yeah. So you move, remove them from AD and you automatically get offboarded from other applications. That's, 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 that's fairly simple yeah. right now. You couldn't do that. But and, and I think that takes you back to that customer experience view, because if you're a new joiner, the IT components being a new joiner are only part of that overall yeah. customer journey. Again, an mm. integrated solution for that is But it's all about expectations again. In the same way we had consumerization of IT, which sadly was misfocused on the gadgets rather than the service, you've got the consumerization of HR, the consumerization of legal, consumerization of facilities. You as the employee don't have different expectations across IT, HR, facilities, etc. You've got the same expectation, unless you're sort of resigned yourself to uh, getting a worse service at work than you do in your home life or your personal life. So, um, as we're now boring Barkley and he's falling asleep on the sofa... Listen, um, <laughs> listen, the show is now closed. No clouds. Um, any, any really interesting things that anybody saw today that they just like to kind of... Uh, your session. Yeah, we're not going to be replaced by robots. Pat, we're on the no, no, podcast. No. You're going to have to tell people who you. Sorry, all these sessions. No, when he when he responds, people are going to get that. Um, so all these sessions today, you talk about we're not going to be replaced by robots. Yeah. Fair enough, I agree. Have you seen what they're doing with IBM Watson? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if anyone's ever met David Wright, who's the director of professional services at SDI. Oh, obsessed. never heard of him. He's totally obsessed with. Him. Robots, absolutely. Yeah, because you feel my pain, Barkley. We've regularly been in, locked in a room with Dave talking about robots. I've been locked in a room with Dave way too many times. Particularly <laughs> when he's talking about robots. Yeah, the, I mean, the point is, even with that technology developing in, in leaps and strides, it's still a massive risk for an organisation to remove its service desk and just go, here is an automated fellow doing it. It's not, it's not going to happen. Well, I don't know. You go back to Rob England's standard plus case, take the standard apply an automated mechanism to respond to it, that uh, might be quite effective. That certainly can be done, but you know, don't forget the role of analytics and case as well. You know, with, yeah. with, with TCS we're doing some really interesting things, um, 
with a product which I'm not going to name because obviously this is the trend Is that the Tottenham Let's just not name shot, anything. Yes. Exactly. Um, I love their cakes. Yeah, you know, and I actually think if there, there is something I picked up today, it's analytics is, is a very hot topic at the yeah. end in the industry. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are promising something they can't deliver, yeah. not because of a flaw in the tool, but simply in a flaw in the way we're currently collecting data. It simply yeah. isn't suitable yeah. 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 for analysis. Yeah. I mean, that, we do seem to be missing that in IGSM tools, that you know, if you go to an Amazon or a Netflix, you know, the data's being used to enhance your customer experience. You know, it probably knows more about you than you know about yourself. Well, I still hate getting offered to be sold products that I've just bought from Amazon. Yeah, that is annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying, but that's another podcast. Would you like another one? <laughs> but, but, you know, it is, I have seen it where, well, you know, you, you log in and you get a message up saying, you know, did we actually fix your issue with the DNS address conflict the other week or not? So, so there's that sense that you've got history, even with the self service. But you wouldn't say that to a so they would you? Because they wouldn't know what you're on about. Well, of course, you're IT, but I say you would, because when has that ever stopped IT? From... Let's face it, if it had to keep a history of your <laughs> breaking technology, <laughs> that would probably require a couple of zettabytes of its own. It would. It would. <laughs> we, are missing, know, we are missing Puddles today, which is... Oh, yeah, we are, but, but we, we, I did see Ivan McFarlane's dog featuring his presentation. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen his dog in presentation. I like that. I, I can't help noticing that our carer Rebecca. She doesn't she, care for anyone. She doesn't care for us, but, but she's maybe the conscious of time and the way that we old folk is. So well, we, we ought to be more conscious of time because we've got less left. Can I just give a shout out to John Moore because we did it on no. our very last podcast ever. So. <clears throat> Hello, John. Yeah, we're still alive. I hope you are too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing for me is that uh, somehow we're still going. And um, the, kind nurse, of. the nurse, sorry, kind of, kind of. The nurses are about to. Uh, James is getting really off. excited tonight because he's basically thinking, "Ooh, I would like the idea of starting this again." Yeah, you, I, you, mean, I mean, you think that this is going to become another habit or an addiction? So. Yeah, um, I, I, I think we did give the industry something special, yeah. but uh, they got medication for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's antibiotics for one disease. So we're going to make this a regular thing. Oh, I think we, I think we will make it a regular thing. And just Ooh. how regular is, is down to you know um, fiber, infirmity, all brand, and um, our... anyway. Currently, this podcast is one thing standing between me and another beer. Yeah. I believe this is the podcast that never ends. Okay, so Take thank control. you very much from day one of SITS 2016 and we shall see you again soon.